my shoes and out the door. Five, I'm alive, six, seven, eight, feeling great. Hello, BYWG Tribe. Here's a quick peek at our supplement, product, and book of the month for July 2020. At the end of the podcast, I'll spend a few minutes going into further detail so we encourage you to listen to the end. The supplement of the month for July is our very own highly absorbable magnesium glycinate. The 10% discount code in office or online is MAG10. That's case sensitive, so it's lowercase M-A-G-10. Our book of the month is the Life Strengthening Book by Deanna Ferrugio. The product of the month is the True Dark Company and their incredible list of blue light blocking glasses and their other products too, as they say, stop junk light. All the links, discount codes, and special offers for the product, supplement, and the book will be listed in the show notes in Apple Podcasts, post on a social media, in our weekly newsletter, and on our website at www.beyondyourwildestgenes at the Listen Now tab. Thanks, as always, for listening. Hello, and welcome back to Beyond Your Wildest Genes podcast. I wanted to welcome back one of our first guests, maybe in the first five to six guests, maybe even sooner than that, on our podcast, and one of my personal first coaches, Mike Golden. It's been a while. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for, ha- thanks for having me back. And uh, yeah, it's been a while. It'll be great to uh, catch up in the form of a podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, we, we have an online bookshelf now, and so Performance Breakthrough was, you know, one of the first books listed. And Breakthrough Leadership Team is, uh, I believe it's number 99. So we, we've done a lot and featured a lot of books in the last three to four years. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Excellent. Glad to be on the list. Yeah. So here's here's your bio. Mike is the best-selling author of Performance Breakthrough and Breakthrough Leadership Team. He was also a nationally recognized speaker and leadership coach. He founded Performance Breakthrough in 2007 to help mid-sized companies achieve dramatic business growth by working with leadership teams to ensure they have the right people, strategies, and execution habits for growth. Mike has over 30 years of experience in consulting and coaching companies from the local entrepreneur to the Fortune 500. Throughout his career, he's helped companies like Verizon, Disney, Polo, Ralph Lauren, Chanel, Dillard's, Liz Claiborne, and Levi Strauss. Mike's clients value his vast experience and pragmatic coach. His dedication to serving his clients is always executed with incredible passion and energy. His no-nonsense practical style enables individuals and teams to uncover opportunity and achieve revolutionary results with laser focus. Mike is a lifelong learner. In fact, he often tells his clients that if he had gone 90 minutes without recommending a book, they should dial 911 because he might be having a stroke. All right, so let's so let's uh, well let me encourage people to go back and listen to that first podcast. It's been a while. I think I'm going to go back and listen to it to see how my interviewing skills have increased. But uh, you know, you released your new book, as we mentioned, Breakthrough Leadership Team: Strengthening the Heart and Soul of Your Company. And, and it could have been a pretty hard decision to launch right now. And right now, meaning we're right in the middle of this pandemic. Uh, so why did you decide to release it as opposed to maybe holding it back a little bit? Yeah, and it was a tough decision. There, there was a time, uh, I guess about two months ago, when it launched uh, about on April 28th. There was a time uh, about a, a month, a month and a half before the launch, when I changed my mind probably four times a day <laughs> as to whether I was going to launch the book. And so it was a hard decision that actually in, in the span of about five minutes became really easy. When I went from thinking thinking about the marketing impact 
of the book and and what if I launch it and and no one's listening because they're focused on on you know uh, uh you know their health or they're focused on how they get unemployment or or any of the immediate things and they're focused what if they don't buy the book and when I was thinking about it from a marketing standpoint it was a tough decision but then I said wait a minute I I, I wrote this book to add value I wrote this book because I believe that uh, you know everyone has the right for a a fulfilling uh, uh, work environment. I want retirement to be a dirty word, uh, and I want to I want to help companies. I want to help leadership teams create great companies. And when I looked at that, and I said, you know what, this message is needed now more than ever. Uh, in that that period of time, when when that thought shot through my head, I said, I really have no choice here. I've got to get this book out as soon as I can. Uh, yeah, and I, and, I, and I think, and particularly after reading the book, uh, thanks for sending it over. Um, I'm very glad that you, uh, you released it as well. So let's start with the basics then. Uh, how do you define what you would consider a breakthrough leadership team? So I look at a number of things, and, and one is, you know, I truly believe that a leadership team at a company, as the leadership team goes, so goes the company. If as a leadership team, uh, you are fighting with each other, well, that's only going to get worse as you go down throughout the organization. As a leadership team, if you're not holding each other accountable, again, that gets worse as you cascade down the organization. So I don't believe there's any room for B players on a leadership team. I really don't. Uh, I think A players hire A players and B players hire C players. So you need a team of A players. Now, when I say a team of A players, they need to be A players in their role. You're not necessarily looking for a team uh, of, you know, a, a, an all-star team in a, in a uh, you know, in a, to use a sports analogy. You're looking for A players that also have the ability to collaborate with each other that can create an inspiring culture, an inspiring work environment. And at the end of the day, if you've got a team of A players that has that have that collaborative, inspiring culture, the result, what you're looking for is it's a team that's driving top and bottom line growth. It's a team that is uh, creating a growing, fulfilling work environment for their employees. And it's a team that's really adding true value to society. There's a sense of purpose and a sense of accomplishment that goes beyond just profit. Uh, val values is very important to us and to our and our companies because you know we talk about values all the time. Uh, we list our values. We create values for our company. Uh, we have personal business values. How important is are our values when you're creating your leadership team? Critically, critically, critically important. How many times did I say critically? Uh, <laughs> really, really important. Um, and in fact, when I talk about culture. Um, in the book, I talk about these three V's, values, vision, and vulnerability. Um, and there's a reason why values come first. And it's not just a plaque on the wall. Um, it, it's a set of non-negotiable behaviors that really anchor your culture. And they really are non-negotiable for anyone. You're, if your highest performer is not living, highest pr productive person is not living the core values, your best salesperson bringing in gobs of revenue, if they're not living the core values, they don't belong. It's non-negotiable. It's a fireable offense. And especially now with everything going on, uh, it's in crisis that you figure out whether 
your values are just a plaque on the wall or they really are who you are. Because sometimes in the interest of profit and these days in the interest of cash flow, we could flush those values. And if that's the case, then they weren't really your core values to begin with. Mike, how do you how do you teach people uh, or coach people how to create their values? Maybe maybe their yeah. personal values first and then maybe an organization's values. Yeah, it's a good question. And, and uh, you know, I do a lot. I, I do much more on, on organizational values than personal values. But I'm, I'm looking up at my cork board over my desk where I've got my values and uh, I have the same values for both. And I think that's important is that I, I don't think people have certain values at work and other values personally. You don't get hired into a company or expect to hire someone into your company and have them change their values. Values are who you are. And that's why when someone's not living your values, you know, if someone's not productive enough, if they need to learn some better customer service skills or sales skills, you can coach skills to a degree. You can coach skills. I don't believe you can be very successful coaching core values because it's who you are. And the way the way I work with companies to create those is is actually a number of ways. But one of the things I do is called a mission to Mars exercise. And I have them think of each leader, think of the five people in the organization that if they had to travel to Mars and it's a two way ticket, if it was a one way ticket, this would be for C players. But it's a round trip ticket to Mars. If, if, if the Martians were really interested in what made your culture uh, great, what made what 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 made uh, what about your culture was best, most noble about who you are? What about your culture is non-negotiable? Who are the five people from your organization you would pick to represent your culture? And you pick those five people and then you come up with an attribute as to why you picked that person. Maybe you pick that this person because they're a lifelong learner. Maybe you pick this other person because they are incredibly persistent. Maybe you pick the third person because they're they're there to help when anybody needs it, whatever it is. But you develop a whole list of attributes from your best people that that best represent your culture. And then you go through those attributes and I have them run it, run it through three tests. And the first one is, is it a fireable offense? So so if you pick someone because they're really creative and that's great for them, but you don't need everybody in the business to be creative. It's not a fireable offense. Then that comes off the list. But the first thing is, uh, is it a fireable offense? The second test is, um, you know, are you willing to take a financial hit to uphold that value? And the third is, is it alive in the organization today? Values are not aspirational. They need to be alive today. They can't be aspirational and non-negotiable at the same time. So when I run people through that mission to Mars exercise, we normally come up with three, four, five core values. And then it's a matter of just kind of wordsmithing it and figuring out how you're going to present it to the organization and most of all, figuring out how you're going to take action on it every day so it doesn't become just a plaque on the wall. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. When, when I look, I, I do have a set of personal and business goals, but when I look at them, five out of the six or uh, the top six are exactly the same. So the, the, I, I would 100 percent agree with you. They, they are if they're not exactly the same, they are pretty darn close, whether it's your personal or your organizational value for sure. 
Um, the way we, the way we do it, and we we did it, and uh, I have a list of like, I want to say a couple hundred values, and we just work through that list and work through that list and whittle it down and whittle it down till we get till we get to the point where we get uh, till we create our values, and then we collate them uh, between all of all of the companies. So we, well, we see eye to eye on the importance of values without it without a doubt. And I and I wrote yeah. And by the way, I think the the key test is that first one of, of is it a fireable offense? Because if you've got a core value, but someone is just a kick butt salesperson and you allow them not to live the core value because they're bringing in, you know, all, all this money. So it's really not non-negotiable. Then your values become a joke. And I've had companies that do that. They allow certain people not to live their core values. And my coaching to them was take that poster off the wall. Stop talking about your core values. I would rather you not have a set of core values than to make them a joke. Yeah, that that's great. My my number one core value is health. <laughs> and, and I find that particularly interesting right now where we find in this current circumstance um, the people at highest risk are the ones that are are not healthy. So it's it's it, it's interesting how high of uh, uh, health can be on your values list. And it, of course, I'm a health practitioner, but uh, I think health should be really high, maybe the highest on everybody's. But that's just my that's my this is my opinion. Um, let me see. And I and I loved your three V's. That's one of the notes I took out of the book right away. And I'm glad you said it that way because that's the way I wrote it. Your three V's. How about vision? Let's just go. Let's let's go work through those three V's because I like it that much. How about vision? Yeah. So the first V was values. We talked about vision. It is about as a leadership team. And for some listening that have have very small companies of maybe you know, one person or three or five people, and you're saying, well, I don't have a leadership team. Well, then when I say leadership team, I'm talking about your whole company. So you can ima imagine that as opposed to leadership team. But vision is a matter of, you know, having a long-term and mid-term vision. And by long-term, I mean a 10 to 15-year flag on top of the mountain um, what, what is that, what, what's that mountain you're climbing? Kind of like in 1962, JFK, for those of us old enough to remember, and I wasn't born till 65, so I read about this. I, I don't actually remember it. <laughs> but in 1962, JFK saying, by the end of the decade, we're going to put a man on the moon. And how, uh, how the country uh, rallied around getting that done. That That's called Jim Collins, who wrote a book called Good to Great. There you go. I just recommended a book, so I'm not having a stroke. Um, <laughs> book called Good to Great, Jim Collins. Um, and, and a book before that he wrote called Built to Last. He talks about something called a big, hairy, audacious goal. Uh, and the, the acronym is BHAG. Um, and, and um, you know, he termed it a 10 to 30-year uh, flag on top of the mountain, 10 to 30 year goal uh, that that drives you to greatness. Now, I, I think 30 years is a little much, so I call it 10 to 15. But but your vision is about, you know, having that that big, hairy, audacious goal. It's about having a purpose that goes beyond profit. It's about having what Simon Sinek, another book uh, called The Infinite Game, Simon Sinek would call a just cause for your business. Why do you exist as an organization? And your BHAG needs to fit within about within that. It's also having a three-year plan for your business, something called the three-HAG, a three-year highly achievable goal. 
and 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 a vivid vision of what does your organization look like, smell like, feel like three years three years from now. You need that picture. Uh, you not only need that picture so it gives you some goals, but you need that picture so that on the days that aren't so easy, which is a lot of them for us in business, uh, on that days you have a tough day, you could you could look up and say, yeah, but here's where I'm going. You know, this is the vision. It's okay that I have this tough day because there's something more important out there that I'm striving to. So number one, it's important to have that vision. Number two, it's important that each member of your leadership team or, you know, uh, ideally each member of your team really needs to become, they need to become evangelists of that vision. If you've got people on your team, especially your leadership team, that don't really buy into the vision, the vision doesn't inspire them all that much, that's okay. It doesn't make them bad people, uh, but it means they're probably not the right person for your organization. So that's the the vision piece. Uh, and, and then the third V is vulnerability. And most people think of vulnerability as a bad thing, but, but on a team, vulnerability is a really important thing to have. Vulnerability is, is about creating a safe environment where people trust each other enough to be vulnerable. And, and I had a leader, uh, one of my, my clients on the line with me the other day, uh, saying, how do I get my people to be more honest with me? Uh, how do I get my people to tell me in this environment that they're struggling with working from home or they're struggling with the chaos or the, you know, whatever it is, how do I get my people to be more honest with me? I don't think they're being honest. And my coaching to, to, to him was he needed to show that vulnerability first. As leaders, it is natural for us to think we've got to put that superhero cape on and be strong for everybody else and be perfect for everybody else. The problem though is when we do that, people think they've got to be perfect as well. And that creates an unsafe environment to be honest about what's really going on. So if you want people to be honest with you and you want to break down that brick wall and create a powerful, trusting relationship, you've got to be vulnerable with them. And when you're struggling, you've got to be open and honest and saying, hey, you know what? At the end of the day on all these Zoom calls, man, I'm just feeling drained and I'm not sure what to do about it. What do you do about it? How do you feel at the end of the, those calls? I'm feeling a little bit disconnected and a little bit out of sorts. You know, I've gotten out of my exercise rhythm, uh, you know, uh, and, you know, I could really use some help. What are you doing? Be vulnerable and people will show that vulnerability right back. So those are the three V's, uh, values, vision and vulnerability. Do you look at vulnerability and authenticity as, as very similar? I do. I, I think one, I, I haven't thought about it, but, but thinking out loud, I think one drives the other. I think you, if you are authentic and uh, taking action, you know, that, that's congruent with who you are, then that's going to lead to that vulnerability, right? If I have that superhero cape on and I'm not being honest and I'm saying things are great and then I hit end on the Zoom meeting and I huddle up in the corner and cry, uh, I'm not being very authentic. And I'm not saying you should get on a call and, and start, uh, you know, put, put the camera in the corner where you're huddled and crying. Uh, but what I am saying is be authentic, uh, uh, be be congruent with who you are, be open and honest, and that vulnerability is going to come out, 
And then you're going to get that back and build uh, even stronger relationships uh, when you get to the other side of all this. Yeah, well, well, well said on an on the fly question. Great, <laughs> great job. Um, what are some biggest what are some of the bigger mistakes you've seen working through the companies, big and small throughout your life when when you're creating a leadership team or you're creating your team? Yeah, I, I guess two things come to mind. One is one is people don't necessarily realize the importance of the leadership team. You know, I wrote Breakthrough Leadership Team because I really believe, uh, you know, again, as the company goes the as the leadership team goes the company goes and if you've got a great leadership team you're going to create a great company and uh, you know the mistake people make and this is going to sound like a very logical thing to do is when there's an issue let's say in customer service they try to figure out what's wrong with their customer service process when there's an issue with sales they try to figure out how to do developing their sales funnel and that sounds like, well, duh, of course, that's what you're going to do. But what I have found is when there's a problem down in the details, the first place you got to do is, is look up at your leadership team. What's going on on the leadership team that's causing these problems to cascade down? So one is I think people, you know, look at those symptoms rather than the root of the problem, which is typically something going on at a leadership team level. That's number one. And the other thing that's really big. And I interviewed a whole bunch of CEOs for very successful CEOs for this book and all but one. I, well, I asked them this question. I said, what's the biggest mistake you've made in building your leadership team? And again, they all have successful leadership teams. All but one gave me some version of this same mistake. They had either hired the wrong person onto the leadership team or they've kept the wrong person on the leadership team too long. And the, the challenge there is what people have done is they have someone on the leadership team who's performing not as an A player, they're performing as a B or a C player, which is uh, toxic to the rest of the organization. And they see that, the other leaders see that, but it could take six, nine, 12 months to do anything about it. And, and in the meantime, you, you've uh, that toxin has gotten to the rest of your organization. Um, and I'm a big believer in uh, fire fast, hire slow. And what most companies do is the opposite. It takes them forever to fire someone. They fire slow. Then they've got to hire someone really quickly to take their place. And they wind up making the same mistake all over again. So that that's the, the, the biggest mistake I've seen on teams. You know, you know, Mike, I, I wrote that down as well, you know, fire, fast, hire. So we have done this correctly in our organizations many times, and we've done this incorrectly many times in our organization. And, you know, when, when if if you um, if you do not fire fast, the cost is unbelievable in. And I'm not just talking about financial cost. It's it's an enormous cost across the board when you don't do it that way, every single time, every single time. Yeah, and, and by the way, I've never had a leader. I've never had a leader come. You know, I've had dozens of leaders say, "Man, I should have done that six months ago." I've never had a leader say to me, "You know, I think I, I think I, I fired that person too quickly. I think I should have given them more time." I've never had someone come back to me and say that. Uh, yes. So I got to ask this question because there's, gonna, there's definitely people listening that 
are do not own companies or are not in a corporate leadership position how how could somebody integrate what you teach in your book you know into their lives or into their families lives because there's got to be some correlation i think probably a lot of correlation there is and it's a great question um and the first the whole first part of the book is about self leadership i don't believe you can create or be part of uh, a breakthrough leadership team, a great leadership team, if you're not good at leading yourself. So, and, and what that means is, you know, especially these days, focusing on what you want versus you don't, what, what you don't want. You know, it means being able to, uh, you know, manage those, manage your attitude, manage your emotions, focus on those things you can control, you know, that old serenity prayer. Um, it means, and, and, you know, back to what you said is your, your first core value about health. It means making sure that you've got the discipline to be focused on your mental health, focused on your spiritual health, spiritual health, focused on your physical health. And that could be some form of meditation, exercise, whatever it is. So you've got to take care of yourself first, because if you can't take care of yourself, Good luck taking care of others. So that's number one. Most importantly, a self-leadership, which is a takeaway for everybody. You know, I also talk about, in, you know, in the book, how to find the right people for your breakthrough leadership team. Well, that goes for all of us. You know, are you surrounding yourself with A players? And that's if you're in business, are you surrounding yourself with A players? Even if you're not, look around at the people you spend most of your time with. Are they building you up or are they, are they bringing you down? Are they challenging you to be a better version of yourself? Or when you've got this crazy idea to do something, you know, or are they are they knocking that down? So you've got to surround yourself with with your version of whatever an A player is. Um, and then the last part of the book talks about the fact that creating a breakthrough leadership team is a never ending process. You've got to be learning and growing every day. You've got to be assessing where you are, assessing those people around you. Are they A players, B players, C players, and making the right decisions? That goes for all of us. You know, if you're not, you've probably, most of you have heard this statement before. If you're not learning and growing, you're dying. You know, we're part of nature. If a plant isn't growing anymore, you know, it's dying. So what are you doing to continue develop, to develop and improve, learn and grow? I think those are all key lessons from the book that apply whether you're part of a leadership team or not. Yeah, I agree. Those, those are my exact thoughts. I want to recommend a book to you because you keep mentioning A players. Are you familiar with Bo Eason? Say it one more time. Are you? I want to recommend a book to you because you keep mentioning A players. Are you familiar yeah. with Bo Eason? Bo Eason. No, I'm not. I'm writing that name down. All right. So there's no plan B for your A game. That's a good book. I think you'll like it. I think it'll fit into well. Uh, I, he's one of my biggest coaches and mentors. So I think you'll really like that book. And actually, our my podcast with him comes out next week. Um, it's a good one. It's a good one. Well, so, I will. I will listen and then I will read. Excellent. Uh, all right. Now, so. Is there anything else? I mean, there's a lot in your book, but is there anything else that you'd like to highlight uh, in the book that we can discuss? Um, no, I just say, you know, real quickly, the major, major themes of, of the book is, you know, uh, there, there are kind of six things that, that I believe uh, breakthrough leadership teams need to do. One is, like I said, it starts with self-leadership. 
Two is, is they've got to structure that leadership team, not only for now, but for the future. Three is you got to find the right people, those A players. Four is you've got to build the right culture. Five is you've got to execute with discipline and accountability. Six, as I mentioned, you've got to continuously develop and improve. Those are the key themes. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that the the personal you know improvement at the at the end there. That's that's so so important. Something that I strive for every every day. So last few questions, Mike. Uh, I ask this every guest I interview. Uh, what's your daily rhythm from waking to sleeping? Your normal routine or day? Yeah. So so and I'll be honest. I have uh, uh, th- th- this whole craziness that that we're going through has. has put me out of my discipline a little bit. I got really good at going to the uh, the gym I was going to at least four days a week, and I'm getting back into exercising and just took a uh, nice uh, uh, six-mile walk with my wife uh, yesterday, which was great. But my typical rhythm um, is I like to start each day with about you know 10 or 15 minutes of meditation. Um, uh, I use the Headspace app, which I love a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I then sit down and, and I figure out what my – my outcomes are for the day, not my to-do list, but what are the three or four most important outcomes that will make this day a success? Um, throughout the day, I write down the wins or the good news that happened throughout the day. I think it's so easy to focus on that one awkward conversation. I like to note all of the good things, big and small, throughout the day so I could focus on the positive. Spend most of the day these days on Zoom calls with my clients. Um, <laughs> Once the day is done, you know, six or seven o'clock, whatever it is, um, I've got, gone vegan. So I eat a nice vegan dinner. And then, uh, you know, there are a lot of people out there that pride themselves and say, well, I don't have a TV. I don't watch TV. Man, these nights I'm sitting with my, my wife and my son. My daughter's down in Maryland, but my wife and my son, this is the golden age of television, man. There's so much good <laughs> stuff out there on Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and HBO. So, uh some TV at night, and then uh, I can't go to sleep without reading. That's where I do most of my reading, so I read before I uh, go to bed and then uh, go to bed and start it all over again the next day. Have you been watching The Last Dance documentary with Michael Jordan and uh, the Bulls or no? Some of the best leadership lessons are coming out of that. But, yeah, I I, I was a big I am a big Knicks fan, although they've been bad for so long, it's yeah. hard to stay a Knicks fan. <laughs> but, man, I always hated the Bulls. But, man, that, that's an amazing documentary. So, yeah, I've been keeping up with it. It's cool. It is good. So, yeah, the book will be in the show notes and all and all our emails when, when this podcast is released. Um, but what what's the best way um, for a company or a person to reach you other than, you know, checking out your books? Yeah, so uh, the, my website is mike-goldman.com, um, and so you can go there if you just want to find out more about me or or, or find out how to contact me. Uh, for the book, it's breakthroughleadershipteam.com, and if you go there, it goes to a site uh, you know, on my website where you can click a link to order it from Amazon, of course, but you could learn more about the book. Um, and there's also something called the Breakthrough Leadership Team Assessment. And if you do have a leadership team and you and your leadership team want to take that assessment, that's a free assessment that I think adds a lot of value. And then uh, lastly, again, you can get either of my books, Performance Breakthrough or uh, Breakthrough Leadership Team uh, out on Amazon. Excellent. Excellent. Mike, we, we live relatively close. When we can go out to lunch again, let's let's catch up for lunch. What do you think? 
Love it. Let, let's do more than say that. Let's actually do it. I love it. Great idea. <laughs> All right. So thanks for your time, Mike. The link to your book will be in the show notes. My name is Dr. Noah DeCoyer, your co-host, and you are listening to the Beyond Your Wildest Genes podcast. If you like what you've heard today, please share this with your friends and encourage them to subscribe on iTunes. Leaving a review on iTunes will be the icing on the cake. Uh, thank you. And as my oldest son, Hayden, says, be awesome and never unawesome. Our July supplement of the month is BYWG's magnesium glycinate. Magnesium is one of the most common deficiencies in current research and is a critical part of over 200 processes in the human body. Magnesium supplementation is suggested for many people and can be especially helpful for improved sleep, improved mood, muscle cramping, bone density, and so much more. This form of magnesium, magnesium glycinate, is well absorbed and less irritating to the digestive system, so it is the preferred form to other forms. Others can cause disaster pants when taken in the dose that is recommended. For the entire month of July, if you use the code MAG10, case sensitive, lowercase mag10, you will receive 10% off this incredible mineral. You can pick it up at our website at www.beyondyourwildestgenes.com, or if you're local, you could pick it up at the office and just mention the code. The July book of the month is the life-strengthening book by Diana Ferrugia. Dr. Mike had the honor to interview the author for the Beyond Your Wildest Genes podcast. Listening to this podcast is an awesome way to get a feel for the author and this incredible book. You can listen in at our website at www.beyondyourwildestgenes.com at the Listen Now tab. <clears throat> our product of the month for July is True Dark, an incredible company with many pro products focusing on stopping junk light. True Dark's premium eyewear helps you manage your light exposure so you can sleep, feel, and live better. They also have special light bulbs, flashlight, nightlight, light therapy devices, and other products to help biohack your health. Personally, I have the flashlight, and I have two different types of true dark glasses. One to wear right before bed that, if you like music, makes me just look like Bono, and another more stylish pair for regular wear that makes me look like, if you're a Marvel fan, Tony Stark. <laughs> you can check out all these products at the links provided below. Thanks for listening.